podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Hi guys, it's uh, JD from the pod here. Um, before we get into it, just a quick little heads up that part one doesn't quite sound as good as uh, normal because I had the wrong input settings on the pod. So I apologise for that, it sounds a bit tinnier than it normally does. So um, get the volume up as high as possible for part one. Um, in the break, we sorted it out, part two and part three are fine as normal. Um, so yeah, apologies about that. But Palace won this week, so let's get into a pod where Palace won and collect a clean sheet. Welcome to this week's Five Year Plan Podcast. Pod two oh three, sponsored by Vector Printing for your print embroidery needs. Go to vector.co.uk and that's Vector with her. Hey. Hey. And JCIS the Global Research and Rank <laughs> from South London. Visit jc-is.com. Good, okay. Uh, guys, Palace won a game. Yay! And, and kept a clean sheet. Yay! More importantly, Endicott's got a mouthful of hot pizza. Yay! Oh, really good, though. Oh, good. Good. Yeah, um, what a good, wasn't it a good night? And then with the track, it was like the, oh, it's like the happiest three hours we've had for a, quite yeah. some time. It was uh, a busy evening on the um, to introduce people off the pitch. Then. Well, yeah, okay. Kevin Day. Hello. Andy Street. I feel like I need to stretch this out now until everybody's finished this mouthful. Uh, hi, hi Jodie, how are you? I'm very good, yeah. yeah very yeah, good, yeah. how are you? Uh, okay. Good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And? Hello. James Endicott. Hello. My name's James Endicott and good. I eat pizza. <laughs> good for you. How are you? Good. Um, <laughs> you're, at wrong, you're at the wrong meeting. <laughs> um, there was two games since the last podcast. Yeah. Do we even bother talking about the first game, which is Man City at home in the cup? Nice. Oh, that's strange, that was with the hailstorm was uh, interesting. Most interesting thing about yeah, the game? No, I thought we put out a reserve team. I didn't think they did too badly for the most part. 3 0 was a flattering scoreline. Torre shouldn't have been on the pitch to take the free kick at the end. But Hennessy managed to concede a free kick again. Yeah, so yeah from, it wasn't. From 45,000 yards. It wasn't so that's good. But yeah. Torre shouldn't have been on the pitch. I think that was Hennessy's moral stand. <laughs> it was good of him to do that. That's why he was saying to the yeah. ref, I'm not, gonna, I'm not even, I'm going to deliberately put the ball in the wrong position. Just to make a point. Stand in the wrong place because you should have sent him off. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm just personally now proud that on uh, a pod where we just had a clean sheet and a win for the first time in about three years, I managed to get uh, some Wayne Hennessy criticism into the first two minutes. Yeah, well done. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Um, he played well last night. He did, he did. Yeah, he did. That's it then, Man City. Yeah, Should we move on? Because yeah. I think it was a game that no one was particularly bothered about, was no. it, pre-game? No. 
Um, the Bournemouth game then, 2-0 win for Palace, mm. clean sheet, mm. huge win. I think we all said before the pod it was a game we needed to win. Um, Kevin, was this, six games in I think, was this the first time that we saw the Allardyce effect actually kind of in full flow? The sort of thing we expected to see. Well, he seemed to think so. I think we spoke many times at the end of last season about a run of winnable games and which we failed to win. And we're starting a run of winnable games and we've won the first one, which is actually a good sign. And you can see how happy Allardyce looked. You can see how happy the players looked as well. And clearly, I think it took him longer than he thought it would do to, to impose his his views, his methods on the on the team, a team that was lacking in confidence. But last night, it was a, it was clearly an Allardyce performance. It, it worked really well. As he said, we kept the ball in front of... We kept Bournemouth in front of us. Defended well. Very good on the break. The thing that most encouraged me, funny enough, was the second goal because... If you look at it again, you see how how high up the pitch we are from Hennessy's kick. Like in previous years, not just under Pardew, but under other managers, 1-0 up. Basically, our back four would have been on the 18-yard line and Benteke would have been on his own and it possibly may have won it and then it would have come back. But everybody was 20, 30 yards forward. Uh, the mistake happened. Townsend, good luck to him, capitalised on it. Didn't take it to the corner, as you'd expect a team line conference to do. And we scored the second goal, so that was what I found really encouraging. And it seemed, yeah, from what Allardyce was saying, everybody knew what their role was last night. And as Ed pointed out, it hadn't occurred to me during the game. Van Arnholt was the only new player. Yeah. Last night, so it was pretty much the same team that hadn't been doing well. Who, and I think it was progression very much from the Everton game when you could see it was work in progress with three at back. And I was, yeah, it was great, really encouraging. Yeah, Van Arnholt uh, made his debut, uh, clean sheet. Um, were you impressed with him, Andy, from what you saw? Oh, I, I thought it was a very good signing in the first place. I, I, it was kind of um, a surprising reaction, I thought, from a lot of the usual sort of palace Twitterati, oh, if you want to call it that. that he's, he's always been a very, I think, competent left-back going forward and quite often played, you know, the team that's sort of been in perpetual crisis. So you can kind of understand defensive mistakes being made across a whole back line. I, I, he's been consistently probably I think Sunderland's best player over the course of the last 18 months so the fact that we're able to prize him away from a, a club that is essentially a relegation rival now isn't one that you want to sort of com- completely underplay in terms of significance and I, I, I personally think he's the big upgrade on Suarez. I think he's defensively better and contributes more in terms of goals and assists generally and I think he's going to be a very, very good addition to that back line. I think he would have been a good addition even in a back four. I think now that now now playing effectively a back five, I think he's going to be excellent. I thought last night couldn't really fault him a great deal. There was one shot with his right foot that was a tiny bit poor. But um, other than that, I think he's going to be someone who really does bring something a bit new. Suarez never really looked like he'd actually threatened in terms of scoring goals or, or contributing a great deal of assists. Whereas Van Arnhold will definitely bring that. I tend to disagree, actually. So do I, to an extent. I, 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 mean, I disagree. I think I thought Suarez was, before his, you know, his horrible accident, I thought Suarez was one of the, one of the players of the team that was showing something quite exciting and like moving yeah. forward. And I've got nothing was... against Suarez. I just personally think it's an upgrade in terms of, so if you look at uh, Van Arnhold's track record at that level and how many goals and assists he's contributed and 
He, even last night, you kind of see he's that tiny bit more composed, I think, on the ball than Suarez. I think Suarez isn't anywhere near as bad as some people were saying. And he, he took some slightly undue criticism at points. But to, think, to my mind, I think I think, one, of the, is I not think one, of the, one of the things we take from this is that we're talking about Suarez and we've got two players there vying for a position. We're talking, yeah, about, yeah. We're talking about, and I think yeah, what we, yeah. were, we were talking yeah. about, hopefully, it's like we've actually got a little bit, we've got a bit of, when Schlock can dare get, I say it, a little yeah, bit yeah. of depth of squad. Well, yeah, I think yeah. Suarez, the problem with Suarez is defensively he looked exposed because he was always far far further forward than Ward was on the, the right-hand side. But, I mean, going forward, Suarez is a really good option. But I think you're right defensively about Van Arnold. But also, I think Sam just wants to bring players in, A, that he knew and played with, and B, that weren't tainted by what had gone on before. Yeah, I think lots of people like the sort of hyperbole of going, oh, it's a guy who can't defend. In the same way that, you know, Sake comes in for us last night as well. And some people say, well, you know, he's made a few mistakes for Liverpool. And there's making mistakes for Liverpool at that sort of level, and then there's being a good enough player to play for Palace. And similarly with Van Arnold, yeah, he's, he's made mistakes for something in that point, but you've got to kind of put it into context. And he's, he's clearly a very good player, and I think he's going to be a really big addition. There. Well, also, Van Arnold, what does it say for some of the fans that Van Arnold was willing to come to to their relegation rivals? Yeah. And same with Sacco. It says a lot about Palace as well. <coughs> Do you think that think says a lot about Allardyce? I think Allardyce is players in. Oh, oh, without a doubt. And yeah. I think what's interesting is they're all. I don't know if it's deliberate, but they're all younger. They're all in their mid twenties. Which like, is something like you and me, yeah. yeah, a little bit like that mentally. Yeah. But that's <laughs> something that Andy mentioned in the last podcast. Certainly in midfield, um, and we've got options. You know, our, our bench. I'm really pleased that Townsend stayed, and you're going to look at the bench because Sacco won't start. But the bench on Saturday is likely to have Sacco, Sacco. Townsend, Sacco, 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 Townsend, Sacco, Sacco, Townsend, Sacco, 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 is it our best transfer window in recent times? I mean, I look back to January 2014 when we got Hennessy, Scott Dan, Hennessey? Tom yeah. Ince Hennessey. and Joe Ledley. I look back to last year when we got Paddy Boyori. That was a big one. It's a hot, January's a hard month. There were no sackers there, were there? Oh, God. A ja- <laughs> January, it's, a, no. it's a really good... I mean, look what it says to the other clubs that are down the bottom with us, the, the quality of play we get. I mean, Schlupp, uh, in the Everton game, he looked like... He wasn't worn down like the other players looked. He was playing with a different level of confidence. Yeah. He, he didn't have that fear that some of our players have been playing with. He wanted the ball. He's got that pace. We've just got options now. Um, uh, say it from here, Mil- Milivojevic. Milivojevic. There we go. Is clearly uh, you know, a player that a lot of people wanted. And as many Palace fans said on Twitter last night, the last four or five years, we've always been linked with that sort of European player and never got them. So he's clearly yeah. a good player. Yeah. Even people like Kone coming in is a... Uh, is another another option up front keeping Townsend for me well hang on wait what's not uh, happening is oh, is that not happening now oh, okay. is it the Everton striker yeah was he going to was he coming in he was this time last night oh okay but, yeah, it happened it happened I mean Sacco is a, a big bar I don't think Sacco will start but it kind of speaks volumes though that the fact that was it about 38 million they've done on fees in the end by, by all, all the points when you factor in Schlupp and Van Arnhol and Milivojevic and it kind of shows that one, 
that the, the investors realised what's at stake here in terms yeah. of doing it or not doing it, and two that there were deficiencies in that squad that we had to spend. You know, well, we spent what fifty million in the summer and spent yeah. thirty-eight or whatever it ends up being in, in in this window on fees again. But so I don't it's, think it's kind of telling. I think. I think it is telling, but I also don't think Amazon has necessarily brought in was necessarily looking for better players than we had, even though I think they are. But he was looking, as I said, he was looking for players that weren't tainted by what had gone on before. But a bit more energetic as well. Like, um, yeah. I, I had a tweet sent to me earlier from um, a guy called Kieran Packman who said, Hi, you know, Hi Kieran. And he said, <laughs> in terms <laughs> of the ages of the players we signed, yeah. you've gone from signing sort of 29 year olds yeah. to being 24, 24, 25, yeah. 26. So you're looking now at a slightly younger squad on average. And hopefully, it's like a more energetic squad as a result. And there were times last night, the, the energy levels were good last night against yeah. Bournemouth. They, they were very good, and James McArthur looked really up for it. But you kind of need some extra legs in there, because yeah. ultimately, towards the end of last night, we had to rely upon bringing on Ledley and players of that ilk. It's, it's now, I think, going to make a big difference having, for example, a proper defensive midfielder yeah. who can yeah. put the running in, You know, having Schlott when he comes back. And his fit, being able to put that energy into whichever position we end up deciding on. And tweets afterwards as well. He, he, he's, you know, he talks about how much he's looking forward to the next day. He's clearly excited to have those sort of players come in. And also, I think it's it's really interesting that there's a vote of confidence in Hennessy and Ward as well, in that there are quite a few Palace fans, one of whom is sitting across me now with it. I just noticed a jumper tied around his neck, like some sort of 1920s. I think he's going to Regatta or something. Yeah. A regatta. No, I don't know. Are you that posh? Or a regatta? I never been to one. Regatta is the one who used to sing with Rene. I don't get that. But because the Jenkinson thing's been on and off for two weeks, so we all thought we were going to be the right back. Regatta. No one calls it regatta. Sorry. Of course they do. That's how it's pronounced. Regatta. Albeit, it's pronounced. Good. I can't believe anyone calls this podcast middle class. Sorry. Proper pronunciation. Sorry. Sorry. You're right about Jenkinson. They did. They did go. So they were looking for other options. Yeah, but the fact that two nights ago, Allardyce said, I'm not that fussed, it's not a, a priority. So that's a big vote of confidence in Joel yeah. Ward, which is yeah. good for him. Yeah. Clearly, he's, he's happy with, with Hennessy. Now we've got options at centre-back. Also, I think the fact that we, I think we'll probably play three at the back away from home and 4-4-2 at home. So he's got players that can slot in different positions. But we asked you know, for this, didn't we? Plus Remy, we asked... Remy's almost like a new player because yeah. he's been injured for so long. So and a great know. option off the bench as well. Yeah. But like, we've asked for this numerous podcasts, haven't we, Enders? Like, we, we, want, we want options. We want to be able to play different yeah. systems when we need to. Now it finally feels like we're actually kind of heading that way. Well, it feels, you know, within the last 48 hours, we've all changed from yeah. doom and gloom to like, it's, you know, this awful looking to where Barnsley is. And looking at the championship next season, so now we're all of a sudden we're looking towards Europe, except for quite a few punishments. <laughs> Europe, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, come on, mate. Well, there is, so you, you don't know, it, it, it could be misplaced optimism based on one, but it wasn't, it was the nature of the performance, yeah. it wasn't a bad, exactly, yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't yeah. a desperate clean. No. I think what it is, what it was about last night, I think I was talking to Andy uh, Street earlier on. Uh, before the final, he's a good lad. I really like him. He's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. nah, 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 he wasn't yeah. listening. Yeah. 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 Nice yeah. to wear jumper no, pants. Neil the fishies, mate. Yeah, it felt like um, if this is the first performance under Allardyce. It felt like the first Allardyce yeah. performance. Yeah. To yeah. Me. Um, you know, I think he's he struggled, and I think he's found it quite hard that we haven't got a result in the last sort of four or five games, whatever. And I think us as fans, we've like uh, you always think. A new manager coming in, there's that bounce. It's not happened. Yeah. It's not happened. I think we've all just got, okay, not that we've got part of faith in our guys, we've all got our reservations, but 
you'll automatically think something's going to happen. It didn't. Mm. I think last night was the first Not just because we got a result, but I think it was, a, it was the manner of the performance rather than the result. Mm. Of course, it's great to get three points and get two goals away from home and a clean sheet. But I do think that it felt like an Allardyce performance. I think his interviews after the game mm. were very positive and, he, and I think he felt a little bit of weight lifted off his shoulders. Well, he but said was, as well, didn't he? Yeah. I'm, happy, the, I'm happiest about the, 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 the nil. nil. Yeah, and the fact yeah. they cut out the small mistakes and they, yeah. they, he said that you, you can clearly see that they've worked on what I've asked them to work on. Yeah. Also, the attitude, I think, was different. The way the Palace players celebrated the goals and also compare the West Ham performance when Hennessy made a mistake for the first goal and Delaney went absolutely potty at him. Yeah. When he made the save last night, which sort of came off him off the post and yeah. back, and Delaney was the first one there to to congratulate him. So that you can, it just seems that there's an indication that the mood has changed. But you talk about Palace fans being over-optimistic. Still, so many Palace fans last night say, oh yeah, you're bringing these new players in, you're changing the team spirit. Yeah, it's like, what team spirit? It's like, we... You, how many times have we said you can't have it both ways you can't retain a championship squad Yeah. if you want to stay where you are you have to replace Townsend on the bench Chung Yung Lee has to go and Townsend's on the bench you have to everything has to be better so but, they're bringing in back this time there's no doubt that they're bringing in what happened last team. night what happened last night is that not only did we get three points away from home and get a clean sheet it was the final day of the transfer window and what happened was we got a couple of yeah. Great thing is that we got some guy called Luca from Serbia, which we're all looking for. Let's go to it again for that. Milivojevic. And we got a, you're, you're a man from Liverpool. And we, we, Sacco, we had. We had, we had <laughs> <laughs> thanks, mate. Yeah, yeah, thanks, <laughs> thanks, yeah. But what it, it, it felt like, you know, and we are all fickle football fans, but it felt like something happened last night. Something happened yesterday. Yeah. yeah. On the last day of January 2017, something, something happened. Something happened. Yeah. And, you know, I don't want to look back and maybe maybe yesterday the 31st of January 2017 was maybe a day when our season changed and the fortunes of this club that has been going slightly wobbly and I hate to say it, downhill for the last few months maybe this is the start of something I'll say it then and is, is it a turning point well, that's what I've just been saying <laughs> I didn't... that's what I've just been saying in a rather <laughs> class way just say turning point then <laughs> Well, I thought I'd been slightly more. No, but you know, people, people, so, people don't want to use that phrase today. No, it's true. No, but you did. We've got the perfect. We've got the perfect. Words in your mouth. We've got the perfect follow-up game. Oh, <laughs> How big is Saturday? Was that it's a, a nine-pointer? Yeah, <laughs> six-pointer. And also, because what would have happened last night is yeah. Swansea were lucky to get Southampton, and their fans would have been coming out going, "Wow, that's great." Sunderland fans would have been going, "That's a good point for us," and they would have heard the result from Bournemouth. And then found out who we'd signed. And it's, you kind of, you know, you suspect that Sam will go for it on Saturday. He won't yeah, play for it. But so. The person I actually feel quite sorry for is Zeki Fries. I was like, how many more left footed players who? are we going to sign? Zeki Fries, how many yeah. more left footed players are we going to sign? Yeah. He's like fifth choice left that day. And also, the other good news is that Slup's nowhere near as injured, as badly injured as before. Back on Saturday. Back on yeah. Saturday. So, so this, this, the transfer window, like, I mean, we were, we spent the most money of any club uh, in the Premier League in that window. Really? Even more than Man City. More than anyone, yeah, yeah. which wow. is crazy. I yeah. mean, I don't think any Palestinians ever think that. And with the quality we've got in and the ages that Street's saying, does it feel like there's kind of there's kind of no excuses now? Because last season we only got Adebayor last minute. We're like, well, we didn't get it. we didn't get what we wanted. Now it feels like we've got the players, we've got the personnel. Well, I was so, chatting to a couple of people before the match last night at, at Bournemouth, and we were kind of saying now is Adebayor's time, and now is the yeah. time that he is sort of you know judged. 
he either stands or falls yeah. by what happens now. You could make the excuses over sort of the, how sort of thick and fast games are coming over the Christmas period, the fact that they were devoting more time to recovery of the squad than anything else, the fact that you know there, there were some difficult fixtures in that run, like Arsenal away, for example. Now he's got no distraction of the cup. Yeah. So there's going to be a few extra rest weekends here and there. He's now got not that sort of fixture pile up that happens at that time. Yeah. There's now enough time between games that this is where he really gets judged. Yeah, massively. And frankly, it was starting to come together in some respects against Everton. Mm. It looked like we were slightly more disciplined and more organised and more resilient in that match. And it, it took a slightly anomalous mm. goal at the end that was caused by someone being off the pitch. Mm. And yeah. it kind of built on that. There have been so many matches over the last sort of year and a bit where we got to the last five minutes of each half and I thought, we're definitely going to concede here. We're, we're massively on the rack. And it didn't quite, to my mind at least, feel like that last night. Yeah. It kind of felt, yeah, they're starting to put more pressure on there. But it felt almost like some sort of reversion to how we were under Pulis. Yeah. It felt like they 30, kind 30. of believed that they could keep that, that, that clean sheet. 35% possession as well. Was it? Yeah. And but fitness, fitness looked better at the end. We looked. I mean, you could see even at the end of the Everton game, which is only ten days ago, you could see the energy draining out of them. Yeah. Right at the end, that didn't happen last night. And also, the thing with Allardyce is that he's most people in football say he's his part of his reputation is that he's really good at managing new players, bringing new players in, integrating them into the team. Um, yeah. So he, exactly, there, there are no excuses now. But that, I mean, that result. That performance, not just the result, that performance was yeah, a little bit of luck went our way in terms. I of think it's about, it's about the it's about the performance, Kevin. Yeah, it is. I mean, well, obviously yeah. the result was great, and we look at other results and it was great. Yeah. You know, we're still in there, but it was a performance. It's the performance, yeah. the performance we've all been wanting and almost seeing for yeah. weeks and weeks and weeks. Yeah. But to, yesterday, last night, we saw it. Well, also, I, I thought it was really significant that Townsend, when he, I, I didn't think Townsend would be on the bench, let alone get yeah. on. Yeah, me neither. And I just think the way we saw a little bit of pace from Townsend, a little bit of trickery that we haven't seen since the first couple of games he played. Yeah. So he's clearly somebody who seems to want to stay. And, and what I hear is that he wanted to stay at Palace rather than take really? the yeah, rather than take the opportunity to go to. Well, that's good, especially as, as I'm sure he'll be yeah. under the aware that he's not exactly yeah. going to be first choice yeah. when the players he brought in. But that was a great cross last night, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a British one. With a little step over and a little bit of pace that we've not seen. But I mean, that's if, if he wants to say it, it's great because that's what we talked about the depth of the squad for a long time. That that's, the bench is going to look much, much stronger than it has done for us. Well, speaking of a player who, who put in a good performance, certainly in the second half, Christian Benteke. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think Allardyce said to him at half time? Because the first half, he didn't win anything in the air. He looked a bit sort of disinterested. And in the second half, he was like the twenty-eight million pound striker we got. He was winning stuff. He was chasing stuff down. Well, right from the start, as Ed said, even winning, even winning the corner. Yeah, exactly. The strength he showed, the, 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 well, the control for the start on the chest, and then the strength to keep it up. And then he waited for the Bournemouth defender to come back and deliberately knocked it off him to get the corner. That yeah. was, that's what we thought we'd be getting off him all over the pitch. Mm. And also, I thought his reaction to the scoring the goal was brilliant. I mean, that was a player who looked like he wanted to be at the club and looked like yeah. he was really, really. Excited to score to score that. So goal. why is it? I, I don't. I don't know. If I knew what Sam had said to him, no, I, I can't. Maybe I that was, I would tell you. That was a silly question. But like, why <laughs> do why do we sometimes seem to get half a Benteke and then sometimes enders we get twenty eight million pound Benteke in the same game? 
I think it's about the situation you're in, isn't it? That was a big game last night. It was a big game. You, you know, it was a big game. There's, it was a transfer deadline day. There's players coming in. Mm-hmm. Allardyce. I don't know. I just, you know, I think you look at some of ben, Benteke. Benteke is only as good as the people around him. He's a great, he's a great, great player. He's a great leader of, of the front line. He's a great head of the ball, as we know. And the head last night was incredible. But he's only as good as what he's been given. So you've got to look at what's around him. He's, he's, he's not like someone who's going to bring people into the game. You, you know, other, other forwards bring people into the game. He doesn't really bring people into the game. He's waiting. He's waiting for them to do it. Yeah. And last night, I think you got Andros Townsend came on. And he, 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 was, he was playing. He was playing. He knew. He was transferred. Not, he knew he wasn't probably going away from the club, but he's playing. He's playing for his place. He's definitely playing for his place. Well, definitely, definitely playing for his place. He puts in great. But there's, I think Benteke is one of his players. He just plays what's around him. But hopefully, I mean, he scored. What's he scored? He's eleven. He's, eleven. He's scored eleven. Yeah. And I think what, in the whole times at Liverpool, he scored ten. Yeah. Or he got ten and forty-two at Liverpool. Yeah. Eleven, 11 24 right. now So wow. he's always enjoying. It. And the, the, as Kev alluded to, his celebrations <laughs> were great. We need to keep that up. Players like Benteke, 28 million, £2.80, whatever they flipping cost, they still got to, they have to believe in what they're doing. They've got to believe well, this is, I, think, I think as well, the other thing with Benteke is that you know, the offer he got from China was a serious offer, apparently, and he decided to turn that down. I think he probably looks at the players we bought in, Schlupp, Van Arnholt, yeah. players that are going to get forward and put crosses in, Wills back, also I think, as Edge, I think Sammy Lee, you know, you know Tom, one of you, my cousin's playing with the first. Sammy Lee, I think, has done a lot of work with with Ben Teke as well. So I think he's and a lot of the other first team players. So I think we just really, talk about Will. Okay. We're talking yeah. about Will. Oh, cool. You mentioned Will there. Yeah. How amazing was Will for us? Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. I mean, really no one talks about it either. No, no one's are taking for granted. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But he no. was head. I wasn't. I mean, yeah. you two boys were at the game. I was at the game, but I was watching it and yeah. you know, on, on some mad stream and reading it on Twitter. And, and even listening to the sort of the reports on various sort of talk sport and Sky and Radio Five and all these people, everybody said Wilf was head and shoulders yeah. above everybody else in there, and playing, playing unbelievably. I mean, after not playing any football that level for about a, you know a yeah, month, nearly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we've got to give respect to Wilf. Comes on and nearly scores a goal within the first five Four minutes. minutes. Yeah. A ridiculous bit of of skill and sort of disguise. He's enjoying. Shot. He's enjoying himself at the moment. Yeah. I think mean, you've got to look. Wilf is enjoying himself. And if you, if you get that through to the, these new signings, yeah. you know, that love of what he's got for the club. I know he's been there since a kid. That love he's got and everything about what we all, the reason why we come here without pay on a weekly basis yeah. to talk about this club, you know. He's not getting paid. Um, <laughs> it was interesting that Sam, Sam made the point in the post-match interview about effectively if you put stuff on a plate for Benteke, he's going to score. Yeah, yeah. And you've looked at it this season. There's been a few instances where you've gone right. Those are good crosses you yeah. put in. Like Wilf's faded one against Borough yeah. last night. Uh, Townsend's one. Every time you put it into an area where he can attack it and where he. he is able to get a run on his defender. He's going to either hit the target or come very, very close to yeah. that target. We've not done that enough with him. Yeah, and there, like there have been some criticisms of him, in, indeed, on this pod where we said he hasn't done enough yeah. to press from the front. But equally, some of the players around him at times haven't done enough to put stuff on yeah, a plate for him. Do you think? And also, equally, he's still scored nine goals in the league, which it's a long time since we've had a player at this exactly. stage of the season who's done that. I thought it was most since Andy Johnson. Really? 
I thought what was interesting and about Wilf last night as well was how how often he came off the off the wing and into the middle, and I think Schlupp will do the same thing as well. So it's like I hope that's that's right. Actually, I think it's. Um, do you think Andy that ben... Peter Bird, one of the pieces yeah, yeah, of the yeah. Do you think that um, Benteke is a confidence player because it looked it looked like. Yes, someone at half time just injected him with a bit of self belief and confidence. He was suddenly a different player. Even at twenty eight million pounds, players like that can sort of be affected by self belief. And not all support. players confidence players. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Some more than say. others, maybe. Some more than others. No, I'm, I just, that's what it looked like to me. Suddenly, he was this confident player in the second half. He's a bit streaky, isn't he? Like sometimes he'll go through runs where he doesn't look at all like scoring. It's not just that he's having a bad run of luck, but he, he needs just feeding. Looks... He needs feeding. He does. Yeah, he does. That's what he needs. He needs. He needs. He's brilliant at finishing it, but he needs to be given it. He needs to be, he needs to be given the. Well, something Sam, Sam said. Sam said about two, Sam said about two, two matches ago. There's no point in putting it over oh, his head. Know, like right, feed, feed right. him into his chest. Like let's yeah. actually give him some some ball where he can actually work with it. Yeah. And, and that, at, made, at times we haven't done that. You know, it's gone yeah. flying over his well, head. That, that maybe what changed in the second half as we started to do that. Yeah. He, but he did. that idea of confidence, Ad is right. All players, I, I get really. Really, really cross when people like Shaw would say, oh, "I just got an arm around it." It's like they're professional footballers who earn a lot of money a week. If if it, if they all it takes is an arm around their shoulders and tell them to go do it. It's like when he, exactly what he did with Radio Boy York. It's like it, it, it shouldn't you shouldn't reach a stage where somebody like Benteke needs somebody. To go, oh yeah, you're great. It's like you should know he's great. It's like I don't think Costa or Lukaku people like that need that sort of. But you saw in the second half, you certainly saw glimpses of the, the, the player that we won. But you also know that having won last night a clean sheet, your players like Menteke, when they walk out of the Celeste on Saturday, are going to be absolutely buzzing. The atmosphere is going to be great. When oh, it's going to be insane. Yeah, when the players' names were. And I, I still yeah. think you'll play 4 4 2 on Saturday. I think you'll play Remy up front with Menteke, which is, I think is what Menteke. Wants would prefer with something up with you. Well, even last night he was playing Zaha pretty close to him. Yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And he, he's clearly even recognised when even when we won it up as well. He's clearly recognised the, yeah, yeah. the, the need yeah, yeah. to have at least someone close-ish yeah. to be feeding off stuff rather than doing the, yeah. the sort of Pardew style sort of four-three-three. I guess it was at times. Yeah, like he's realised that you can't just go. Oh, you know, people stick out wide and then will plough alone far on his own up front. Yeah. Benteke needs someone to play together with, and either between you know. Zaha or Remy, at least there's now options to actually do yeah. that. Also, I think another thing last night is that the dead balls were much better than corners, and we got Miller Vojevic, yeah, <laughs> who's really good on dead balls. And they even, I mean, Delaney's flick for uh, Dan's goal, was yeah. fantastic. Yeah, and Dan, I don't think would have scored that goal three games ago. But Dan's a, uh, Scott Danny's a goal machine. Yeah. <laughs> Years ago, okay. Uh, right, let's wrap up part one there. In part two, we've got questions from our listeners. Really? How many are you going to? Manage? How many have we got? We've got, we got, we got a fair amount. Okay. We've got, got too many to read out. Fewer than we may have had if we'd not won 2 0 last night. Well, we? let's take a break and then, so and then find out. <laughs> Back to this week's Friday Plan Podcast. Hey! Hey! I can suddenly hear you so much better, JD. Yeah. Pod 203. It sounds oh. better, isn't it? Does it sound yeah, like I can, I can oh, suddenly hear JD so much yeah. better. Yeah, I may have yeah. had the clicked the wrong button in part one. Oh, um, no, but it's all sorted for part two, and this can, is the part where happen. it happens sometimes. Yeah. The only sober person on the pod can make a mistake every now and again. Yeah, let's go with sober. Yeah. Um, it, 
It happens, it happens. So let's just, let's just move on, okay? okay. On to our well, lovely well. questions from our listeners. From via our sponsors and... What, oh, of course, what via... The, what oh. the name of the pod is, yes. Uh, <laughs> well, the name, name of the pod, everyone knows the name of the pod. Oh, okay. It's pod it? two, oh, 203. 203. Might not have heard their name in this first part. Uh, and sponsors are Vector Printing for your printing embroidery needs. Go to vector.co.uk. That's Vector with her. K. K. Correct. K. Correct. K. And JCIS, the Global Research and Branding Consultancy. <laughs> From South London, visit jcifinis.com. I will. I will. Thank you very much. Ah, <laughs> oh boy. Right. Let's have some questions. From it's our... a sponsor we've let down, isn't it? It's not good. I think it's yourselves. You've they let down. love it. Yeah. <laughs> they love it. They love it because they're the they're the they're the main reason. They love a bit of banter. They're the what? I always remember the night before the uh, FA Cup semi final in 1990. I remember when we were staying in Walsall. Walsall. And we were, we were walking down the road, 12 o'clock at night. As a group of Palace fans went, "All right, they love a bit of banter up here. They love it." Which was his cue for throwing a wheelie bin through the window of a kebab shop. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're doing, Birmingham. <laughs> Right, first question this week comes from Stavros69. Hi, Stavros. I don't always do that in Birmingham, by the way. What, 69? No, throw things. Oh. Through, yeah, I, I like Birmingham. Good. <laughs> Not city. Stavros's question. Hi, Stavros. Says, uh, financially, we added some serious wages to this transfer window. Will that hinder us in the summer? And who do we need to move on in the summer? So there's two questions, really. Well, I'm not paying the wages, so it's fine. I don't... There was one journalist, I think, tweeted about the possible... I'm not sure. Andy Street will probably know more about this legally. The... What's it? The ratio... Short-term cost control uh, regulations. The the ratio of wages to... Out... To income that clubs are supposed to abide by. No, the, the regulations you got, you can't increase the wage bill by a certain amount each oh, year. Okay. So it doesn't matter how much you're earning as opposed to how much you're spending on wages. It's more the fact you can't increase it year on year oh, okay. by more than a certain amount. Whether or not we're getting closer, I don't know. You would have thought we probably are because Sacco was on quite big wages at Liverpool. Well, I think Sacco's, I think that was the intelligent part of the deal was that because Liverpool at one stage were insisting on a proper transfer rather than a loan. I think that was the intelligent part that we paid the loan fee so we could afford his wages I think his wages are the by far going to be the biggest what Liverpool paying his wages no we're paying his wages but his wages will be that's the big I think the biggest outlay I think Schlupp Van Arnholt in terms of modern football their wages won't be that eye opening but I think his his are but if you're not paying 20 million quid for him that's kind of different Uh, it's well, I mean, it's, it's a massive problem if we go down, but I don't think we'll have signed those, the players we've got on permanent contracts. I'm guessing and hoping we'll have clauses in where their wages are reduced if we get relegated. And if we do, what a squad we're going to have if we get relegated. I don't, think, I don't think we're doing a QPR. I don't think we're signing a lot of players that will end up on massive wages if the worst happens. Uh, you hope not, because we have a question similar to that. Patrick Stevens Hi, Patrick. Patrick. has said something similar. Uh, he says the arrival of Sacco on a hundred grand a week. Hundred? Didn't realise it was on that. I don't but think it's that much. It's, it's a, 
Anyway, yeah. Carry on. <laughs> uh, he's oh, okay. This he well, he's mentioned QPR in this, but it's also but uh, is that kind of uh, wages a, a, a sign of how much we've changed? And another nail in the coffin of the band of brothers slash team ethos for Jules Jedi Demo and stuff. And well, look, that we mentioned it earlier in the podcast that band of brothers team ethos, which would have included Owen Garvin and Stuart O'Keefe, and the sad fact is, much as we probably all of us don't like the Premier League ethos if you want to stay in it you have to have a Premier League squad and we haven't really had that for for four seasons and the fact there probably isn't that much of a difference in the wages between some of the players with people like Jung Yong Lee and Sacco probably aren't that much different in terms of wages and contracts and I mean the, the Band of Brothers thing is a little bit of, I mean who's left out of the Band of Brothers Damo Jules Damo I don't know so what do you want? Do you want the romance of the band of brothers that got us into the playoffs and got us out of that division, or do you want to stay in the Premier League? It's Palace fans seem to want both, and you can't have both, unfortunately. And the fact is that the, the squad we had, even though it was a, at the start of the season it looked like a really good squad, wasn't performing, so you have to bring in better players. And Allardyce has got the right to bring in better players, and he's been backed in the transfer market and the wages market by the new owners and the... It takes a bit of getting used to that we have the American investors who are willing to stump up the money mm. and it takes a bit of getting used to that we look like we are doing what other clubs have done but you know, in final analysis I'll rather stay in the Premier League. Um, speaking of that in a way kind of and we did touch it in the first half You'd Nobody touched anything in the first half? No one heard anything in the first no. half? Not that we know about no. Well, um, you wouldn't know about it, would you? Well, uh, well would you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, because the reaction after the second goal... Hold it together, JD, hold it together. I am trying. The reaction after the second goal, all the players sort of piling in, I think proved that there is there is a team spirit there. There is a togetherness, you know. It's, it's, we said it in a previous pod, I think it was probably the last one that Endicott was on, actually, where we, we're kind of talking about this whole thing to do with effort levels and, and passion and the fact that no one can tell me that generally football players at that level don't want to win football matches and Endicott said that and it's, it's completely right and the only thing that's been lacking recently is, is winning football matches it hasn't well, been the fact they've not been trying to win football matches yeah. there have been issues perhaps with the fact that they're not as fast as some teams or they're not as young as some teams but it's, it's not the fact that they don't care and if anything the celebrations last night showed how much they do care mm. and no one at that level there, there will be some exceptions there are some players who aren't going to necessarily be quite as I don't know diligent in their effort levels as others but to say that a whole group of players just isn't trying or doesn't care or doesn't have you know air quotes passion for a club or passion for what they're doing just seems an easy way of analysing why things are going wrong you can go well all they've got to do is try a bit harder it's, it's just the nonsense yeah, also I mean where's the glamour where's the glamour and the romance in uh, you know, Palace trying to win with Ledley and much in the midfield where's uh, or Flamini or uh, Chung Yong Lee. It's like you could see last night there was a, I think, a sea change in, in effort and uh, support for each other. And the fact is that the better players, people like Scott Dan, people like Wilfried Zahar, people like Delaney to an extent, who's been very passionate behind the scenes, we understand, they're going to be really appreciative of the fact that the club are bringing in players that have the same 
work ethic, the same desire to win as they have. And the fact is, we should be quite pleased that we we can attract players to us, even though we're in that sort of situation. And, and part of it is money, of course it is, but also part of it is that you know, Van Arnholt had to make a decision about whether he, he leaves Sunderland for Palace. And it's, it's not based on wages, it's based on which club is likely to keep him in the Premier League. And so that's the sort of thing you should be looking at. And it's like there clearly was a difference. Yeah, the way MacArthur talked afterwards about how much he's looking forward to Sunderland game, it's, it's, there is a change. It's like we need to lose that. It's, it's four years since we got out of the, that playoff final. People talk about getting Murray back and getting Jednet back. It's like we're getting Shut a better. You know, we're getting a better Jed than that. We got a bit. It's like hopefully that's what you need to strive for. That's what you need to look for. Yeah, his name is Luca. Yeah. And also the other thing as well. I thought the, the response of the Palace fans last night as well was different. You could see the passion. And all, you could hear the Palace fans all the way through last night. It's I think there's been a massive disconnect in the last year between the fans and the club. And I think slowly but surely that's starting to, to grow back. And the problem is for Allardyce, there are there is a rump of pro Pardew fans that won't forgive Allardyce whatever he does. And he can, there's he can, not many of them, I think. Well, it's changing, and it will change with every positive result we get. But um, this was leading on to a question, by the way. I realised I didn't actually ask a question there. Um, just sort of push on. But it's from um, Alan Williams. <laughs> Hi, Alan. And he says, do you think that Benteke's reaction to scoring dispelled the notion that he hasn't been trying? Again, I don't think it's that he hasn't been trying. I just think he's not the sort of striker that some people... He's, he's not always going to press on the front, as we said in the mm. first part, if anyone was able to hear it through the, the, the tinniness of JD's recording methods. <laughs> he's the sort of striker that needs to... Hi, JD. He's the sort of striker that needs to have service put on the plate for him, and he's not going to necessarily be a Firmino, for example. He's not going to press at 100 miles an hour. He's not that sort of striker. But I, I just... Even if it's the, the case that he is so confidence-led that he was bereft of that and wasn't able to play at the same level because of it, it's not because he didn't care. It's not because he didn't have enough passion. It's it's, it's talk sport level mm. sort of analysis, basically, to say, oh, well, the only thing that Benzeke needed was to try a bit harder or to care a bit more. It indicated to me that you know, every striker was to score goals for this, but it, his reaction indicated to me that he realised how important the goal was to the club. Mm. And the fans. It wasn't just a personal, yeah, great, I've scored a goal. He seemed genuinely pleased and genuinely excited and enthused. So, But, yeah. But he only got that goal because he had a great assist. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Did a different celebration yeah. as well. Did he? Yeah. yeah. Did he? Yeah. 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 Didn't, yeah. didn't do his usual... Uh, got booked as well. For basketball one, that, yeah. that is based on some guy at the LA Lakers. I can't remember who it is. No, it's not basketball, is it? It's basketball. Basketball. We're not in Halifax now. We're in London. No, we're in Norbury. Hence the lights and the moving Sorry, stairs on London, the underground stations. Speaking of <laughs> speaking oh. of strikers. Speaking of strikers, next question comes from Tank Matt. <laughs> Hi, Hi Tank. Hi Tank. He says, uh, should we should we have signed another striker in a transfer window? No. We tried to. Kane was Sort of uh, being sought after, wasn't he, by us? Mm. And he well, he was reported gen- that he signed. For yeah. Sky were very confident he'd actually come in till. Well, yeah, like yeah. for everyone who was down at the match, as far as we were all concerned, he, he more or less signed and then sort of get out afterwards and turn on the radios and didn't hear anything about it. And then it kind of uh, transpired that it fallen through or whatever. So it was very much the case. That everyone down there, I think, thought that 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 was a done deal, and it kind of indicates that. 
either Allardyce isn't fully confident that Remy will stay fit for the rest of the season or felt some reinforcement in the final third was needed because Kone has generally played as a second strike up at Everton whenever he We weren't, has we weren't looking, look, let's be honest, you've got Benteke, you've got Zahar, you've got Townsend, OK, he's been playing pretty crap, but he can Remy. do it. Yeah, we're talking about striker. We've got Remy. No, I'm, talking, I'm talking about forward players, right? Forward players. We didn't need that. What we needed was to stop the goals mm. leaking, and that's what yeah. Allardyce has done. He's gone there, right, we're going to stop this. We're going to stop the goals coming in. We've got the players up front who could get the goals. They just need the service. Mm. They need the service. And I think, you know, you got you get Wilf on fire, and you get Benteke up there, and you get Remy as well in the mix... You tell me that's not a good forward line. That's an amazing forward line. What we were lacking was that defensive. From the midfield, the, the end of the, the back of the midfield, back to the defence, that's where we're leaking goals. And that's where Aldous has done it. He's brought in a few players. And I think that we didn't need any any forwards. We yeah, needed we defensive have, players. We have been scoring goals for us. We, 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 we talk about it all the time on the play. Yeah. Exactly, Kev. Just to see if, you know, if Benteke gets injured, there's not a lot of back. You've got Fraser Campbell, Remy, obviously, but how far off is, Wickham is injured, got, obviously, as well. Well, he's, he's continuing his rehabilitation. Is he? I don't know how far off, how, how far off he is. Um, but if Benteke does get injured, we've got his brother to come in for a start. Yeah, true. Well, as, as, as Ed's mate said, when the, Ed's mate phoned up from Manchester, when, when the team sheet came out, they said, see Benteke. He went, why is he captain? Uh, but we've got there are other ways to play. <laughs> yeah, but you can't. You, you might as well say you know, it's like you know, if if Ward gets injured, what do we do? It's you kind of goal scoring isn't that much of an issue because we can get goals from Dan, from Delaney, from midfield, and yeah, you know, Millie, Boyevich, he, he scores yeah. goals. So um, you know, but James is absolutely right. It's, that's what we needed to shore up at the other end. Yeah, basis. exactly. That's, that's what we've done. Um, Okay, speaking of kind of approach then, attack versus defence, Andy Kay. Hi, Andy. Hi, said, Andy. Do you think we are set for three months of counter-attacking football, or will it vary? I think it will I think away from home, I think, I think we'll play a different way. I think when teams like Arsenal come to Sellers Park, we'll probably play three at the back, but I'd be amazed if we play three at the back on Saturday. I think we'll start 4-4-2 against Sunderland I think that's one of the things that Allardyce has been working towards is that we do have options and we can change in the middle of games which yeah. we've always moaned about we've spent two years on this pod talking about the lack of a plan B and I think we will at least have a plan B mm. you know, possibly not a plan C but we'll, we'll, you know, they, they look really comfortable playing with, with three at the back I get the impression it might be counter-attacking for the first next few weeks, maybe you know, just not to, against Sunderland. Do you, why would you? Why would you maybe, I don't know. Maybe not. But I just think while we have to while go for the juggler against Sunderland, on, yeah, we're we do. Well. But we can't. Got such a poor away record. You play. You start four four two. And, I hope so. Yeah. I just think I get the impression that they just want to consolidate at the moment and, and make sure that they don't lose games I, before they I, win them. I would be amazed if that was his approach for the game on Saturday. It might be though. You know, I, I think Jay's got a point. I think Jay's got a point. It's about not losing at the moment, isn't it? It really is. Not at home to Sunderland. It's not. No. Not after that good result last night. If you approach the game against Sunderland, who've got a really poor away record, with the with the the attitude that you, it's about not losing, getting a point first. I don't think that's his frame of mind. Not with the players that he's brought in, the players that are fit. I mean, it'd be really well, the, interesting. The defensive players he's brought in. Yeah, but. It, it, 
even so, that, that just gives you a springboard to attack them, surely. Right, if, yeah, if, if Slop's yeah. fit and Remy's fit and Zahar's fit, why would you... Why would you not go for the? You know, no, no, I mean, Tottenham were really unlucky. Tottenham could have scored three or four last night. Why would you give them respect? You remember when they came down to us and beat us one 0 Not long after Pardew were taken over, and they played three at the back. We went, oh my god, we can't cope with three at the back. But we played them too much respect. Why would you? Why would you start with that mindset that points yeah. enough? Start with the mindset if you score the first goal after 10, 15 minutes. We'll get three or four. Yeah. Why would you uh, yeah. sit back and let them nick a goal? We you know, let, uh, let them nick a goal and, and defend it. It's like. I agree. I hope. Mm. I hope that's the approach. It's just. Yeah. It's just. It's Allardyce. So I'm just. But that wasn't. But that wasn't a negative performance. That wasn't. Despite the the thirty five percent possession figures, you look at the shots on target. The shots, and we had as many as Bournemouth. That wasn't a backs to the wall. Let's see if we can nick one performance. That was a positive performance. No? Eddie Howe was even criticising the fact they yeah. kept the ball and like yeah, used, yeah, used it fairly yeah. negatively at times with yeah. sideways and backwards passes. Yeah. Actually, yeah. he said that in his, his post. Which, if anything, is a, is, a, is a praising of Palace. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. But we still tried every opportunity we had to get forward, and I just don't. I think Allardyce is sensible enough to know the games that we can win and the games that we can't. And Sunderland at home is off the back of that performance. Why would you? you you've got do, we, do, Ken, do we think on the last night that Allardyce came in? And thinking he could save this club, and it just went. Ah, actually, I've taken on more than I can handle. I, and after last night, do you think he felt more, almost more than the team and the supporters? He felt a real weight lifted. He said, like, "You know what? We can do this. We can actually do this now." Do you think? Do you think? I mean, that's what I felt from him. I think everything I'm hearing from within the club is that he was absolutely convinced that he would come in and there would be a bounce straight away but but there wasn't he was absolutely when he actually came in he was horrified by what he found in terms of lack of fitness lack of conditioning right. lack of confidence lack of structure lack of but you think that turned last night yeah a little bit and do you yeah. think he, he felt there's that there's that little there's a little clip of him on yeah, on yeah. Twitter where yeah, he's yeah. like breathing out like and he's like ooh and he's just like it looks like the guy's thinking right okay now I know what I'm doing yeah. now I've got my team I think I mean I don't know I met him a few times but I don't know him well enough to know I, I imagine there was some self he's as fat I'm, as he looks on telly no he's not actually <laughs> he's quite or, or as ginger but he's, he's uh, I think I, I don't know I'm sure I understand the people who say there was probably a level of self doubt from him that he came off the back of the England job and didn't yeah. know what he could do and he was I think he was surprised that there wasn't immediate reaction but yeah. you look at his previous record and he tends to win the first game he put, he's, he, he's yeah. managed and yeah. then loses yeah. five or six I think it took him a long time to look at the situation mm. he decided to get rid of people like Keith Millen and Woodman and he brought his people in you look at the bench last night we've got more people involved in the fitness and conditioning yeah. the players it just took him a while and I think I, I, I'm fairly convinced that last night was the start and that's why I don't think he will go into reverse mode against Sunderland on. It's on, a big game Saturday. for him, isn't it? It's a big game for him. It's, it's a, a massive game. For, game. I think it's a big game for Crystal Palace, but it's a big game for some other. I think that's something you can't underestimate. No, you can't. He'll you be can't. he'll be worried about the response from the Sunderland fans. You have got Van Arnholt as well, who's, yeah, exactly, yeah. who, who yeah. last week yeah. was a Sunderland player. It'll be interesting to see. I'm not convinced that he'll start with. Milivojevic, but I just, you know, I don't. Yeah, you know, I think he will. His wait. name is Luca. Yeah. So, speaking of uh, Van Anholt, then our next question comes from uh, Harry Voicey ninety-seven. Hello, Harry. Hi, Harry. Um, he says, "How do you fit Schlupp and PVA in the same team?" 
Schluck can play as a sort of attacking midfielder, apparently. I've not seen him play in that role all that much, but you would have thought that, if anything, he wants some options generally in case one, one or the other of them is is injured or if he needs someone to maybe play at number 10. Apparently, uh, Schluck can play in that slightly more advanced role. It just gives him more options, though, doesn't it? Because he can occasionally, I, I guess, go, right, we're not going to go necessarily with the sort of three, five, two or whatever it's been recently we're going to go 4-4-2 four, 4-3-3 four, two, four, three, three again put Schlupp out wide left and put uh, Zaha out wide right there's, there's there's any number of ways that you could fit them both into the team if you wanted to I don't think they'll play every week but he wants he wants options there he yeah. wants to be able to sort of pick things a different way and there was apparently a quote that um, <coughs> Pardew said a, a couple of months back that Jesse Boyce who's been on the pod before designs FYP said that uh, Pardew had said a few months back where he was like I'm not the sort of guy who's changed formations in my career today and I don't see the reason mm. to start now and Allardyce isn't that sort of guy he will want mm. to be able to change formations and you're able to do that if you've got enough sort of raw materials and tools in your squad that you can sort of shift them about so it's a really long winded way of saying I don't know <laughs> well I think the, I think the, I think the more you. interesting point in the 3-5-2 where would Milivojevic because I, I would guess in a four four two it would be Van Onholt, Tompkins, Dan, Ward, Ward. and then Schlupp on and yeah. then Zahar and then Milivojevic and Maka and Maka and then Benteke and Remy. But then where Milivojevic fits in if he plays three five two, I don't know. But where's Puncher though? Is Puncher there? No, no. Puncher really? on the bench. Maka Do you think we'll see Milivojevic? Quite soon then, because I, I mean, yes. or he might be sort of slowly sort of introduced. I I'm not entirely sure he'll start on Saturday. I think he might want to sort of let him have a look at the pace of the Premier League first of all. From I what, think I've, from what fit, I've, I've seen him on FIFA, I think he might be starting on Saturday. <laughs> he does look. I mean, he's, he's I mean, he's two-footed. He's yeah, a brilliant he's tackler. He yeah. gets forward as well from a defence. I've been following the Greek league for quite a while. Yeah. And, um, it's pretty good. But I mean, Allardyce seems genuinely excited about signing him because he says he's a natural defensive midfielder. But he, which you can't assume he would play that role in a four-four-two. But the thing is that we have, as as Street just said, really good options to to chop and change. And I think the other thing as well is Allardyce isn't as Pardew was wedded to a first a first ten, first eleven. He will, you know, he instills sort of belief in players that even if they're not playing in one game they will play in the next and they will play systems and I think we have to get used to that good okay uh, next question is from Stephen Martin Hi, Steve. Hi, Steve. Steve Steve Martin uh, no obviously not oh, but no, obviously not you don't know why you don't know well, why spelled diff- spell differently oh. so you don't know what his Twitter handle is it's Facebook or his Facebook or his Facebook or his Instagram <laughs> Stephen has said Instagram. Stephen has said what's the biggest positive from yesterday from Tuesday and he's given us Three eight points. he's given us eight options eight eight, yeah. eight well, that's options a step up so I'm going to read them out that's too. a step up from last week isn't it okay the options are A clean sheet yeah. B strong defence aren't those two inter- kind of the same thing yeah, not necessary, necessary no. C lawyer. passion from the whole team so these aren't one to eight they're, they're alphabetical I didn't, a, say, B, I didn't say they're one to eight I said there was eight options yeah, it didn't Wait. say they're necessarily labelled one to eight. Yeah. There oh, are right, eight right, right, right. 
Okay. Let me get through them. Let me get through them. Then you can. could have gone Greek alphabet. Only connected. Could have gone alphabet. All right. Let me get through them. Then you can talk about it. Good luck with that. D. Twisted, twisted nerve. Twisted flat. Yeah, yeah. D. Flax. Not flat. Shut up. D. Dan's captain performance. E. Benteke's face. Benteke's face. Benteke's face. Wait. Which part of the game? Doesn't doesn't say. Oh, it's on air. F, oh, okay. another Zaha Mano match performance. G, the signings, which I guess is like the transfer deadline day signings. And H, Sam's silly head dance. What, as opposed to the autographs that Sam might have got from the Bournemouth players? Those signings, yeah. Ooh. Doesn't say. Don't know. What, 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 clean sheet. Why are you uh, saying that? Why are you saying about... It's the first the, away clean sheet since Bournemouth away in, in 2015. The, yeah, so which sounds longer than it is. It makes it sound like two years, but it's only just over... Was still a long time. Clean so still, I think it's got to be the clean sheet, really. I, think the clean, I agree. I think the clean sheet. Yeah, I think the clean sheet was the one that got me. We, we've had yeah. some performances in that period where the defence actually played all right, but I think the confidence boost that they'll get mm. from actually not conceding for the first time since 2015 mm. away from home is oh, it's got to be a massive thing. I would have thought. But that was a lot of options. It's good. I'm going to go with Benteke's face. Well, all of them, to be <laughs> fair, right, all of them were good. Op- all of them were good options. Yeah. And it's, it, it shows what a good night it was that we have eight good reasons to be exactly happy. So. Even if some of them but, were interrelated. Yeah. Yeah, but that's you know he's from Halifax. He knows all about interrelatedness. <gasps> oh, you can cut that out. No, that's staying in. <laughs> uh, the next question is from Bristol Palace. Hi, Bristol Hello. Palace. Hello, Bristol Palace. And they say, whose fans... Can you stop growling? Whose fans should be more worried right now? Us, Leicesters, Middlesbrough's or Swansea's? Leicester. I think Leicester. Leicester yeah. dropping like a stone. I'd have thought, I, I would have thought that generally, like a lot of the teams around us now their fans will be starting to work because we've been so bad for so long Yeah, and I, I know from sort of speaking to fans of other clubs they are saying how are you managing to be so bad when for example you have Benteke out front and I think now they'll look at potentially that game and then potentially the match before where we probably should have got a point against Everton who've been playing pretty pretty damn well recently and, and might now be starting to think well Palace is starting to get a bit of momentum mm. I think Leicester they just <laughs> They've, they've looked in freefall for large parts of the season, really. Well, I think as well, it's like people saying, how have we managed to play so bad and still not be cut off at the bottom? And as much as it comes as a surprise to all of us to look down there and see we're in the bottom three, you kind of think with the run we've had, we should be a long way. But we're still in there and you you have to look at the teams above us. And we're only two points behind Borough, two points behind Leicester. The Leicester thing is really interesting, we feel... Uh, we just have to. Not, I'm not. I don't care what other teams think and what they're worried about. Just more. All I care about is us getting points yeah. from us. And then but it's nice though that it's not already sort of three from four. There, there are now. It's, got, it's, it's like six. Just with yeah. that one win, it became three from six. Yeah. And with two more wins, it will become three from eight. And then. And there are teams yeah. down there as well. Like I look at Borough, for example. And I think they're not nasty enough. Like they don't yeah. have enough savvy. About, like they've, they've got some good players in their team, but every time I've seen them this season, I think they're not quite you know savvy enough at that level to necessarily grind out the points they, they, they will yeah. need to if they're going to stay up but <laughs> might, be, might up. be saying it you know massively ahead of time given how badly we've played to date but yeah. there are teams down there that we can definitely catch but even teams yeah. like plucky little Bournemouth who have only won one in the last seven yeah. or eight you know, yeah. 
Hats off to Burnley, you have to say, because they're home record. That's that's what we have to improve. Because yeah, yeah the home, the home they're form. staying up on on just on the back of their home record, which yeah. is well, they've only got one point away, haven't they? They have, yeah. yeah. Which um, is why Saturday is so important, Kev. Yeah, yeah. Saturday is not important because yeah. we're playing against another team down there, but it's also we need to get that whole form up. Yeah. And the attitude, you, you, you need to see what the attitude is. Yeah. yeah. Um, do, how do we feel about a financial question for Andy? I think you should ask Andy because he's been drinking with uh, Endicott since two o'clock this afternoon. So I feel both, both, both lucid and prescient. Okay. Nice. Okay. I don't understand what he means. Two of my favourite Roman senators, but there you are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's do it and see. Let's do it and see how it goes. Um, it's from Chris Humphreys. Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. And he says, uh, it's quite a long one, but it, to paraphrase, he's basically put, uh, having only uh, got one big transfer fee back in recent times with Balassi, mm-hmm. are Palace in, in danger of breaching financial fair play rules anytime soon? I remember it being a concern a year ago, he said. Well, you see, the concern a year ago wasn't FFP, it was the short-term cost control regulations I was talking about earlier. So you've got two different sets Here of regulations. We Here we go. The first one is about your... The first one is about your overall loss. Look, this is what they pay the big bucks for. The so, first bit is, so is about overall loss. The second bit is about how much your wage bill increases year on year. Overall loss won't be an issue because if you buy a player for a hundred million and you buy him over a five-year contract, it goes into your accounts over the course of that contract, so it'll go down as twenty million pounds a year, for example. Mm-hmm. And because of that, say we buy Miller Voyevich for ten million quid over a five-year contract, that goes into each individual year's worth of accounts at two million quid that you've spent effectively, mm. and. The, the threshold you've got under that, that set of rules is you can lose up to £105 million a year. And no club's going to lose £105 million quid a year. Mm. So the only set of rules that are basically relevant here are the wage bill things, which is about how much you increase it year on year. And that might be more of an issue. That was what was an issue last January, which is why there's a whole issue about whether or not we could or couldn't sign Adebayo and why we didn't then go after other players other than Adebayo yeah. the other set no one's going to go near you're getting 140 million quid in a year and the way that transfer fees go into the accounts is just going to mean that it's, it's not going to be an issue for I don't think any club unless one of them goes absolutely nuts ok so it's good I didn't say it's good I've, well, I've not seen what we've put in no, our so accounts Palace's situation is fine well I'm not going to say that either am I but I, I, I mean it all comes down to as a lot of stuff does in football now it comes down to salaries and it comes down to wages and if, if we're increasing that wage bill too much year on year then there's an issue there's an issue both in terms of how much we can afford and there's an issue in terms of whether or not we're complying with regulations I don't know I'm not the I'm not the club's lawyer you know, I, I can only say how much I admire you for that answer considering about an hour ago you tried to play the piano with your head that's I'm a professional there's so, I've never seen somebody sober up with a question about the law before that's brilliant Perhaps if we could ask... Can you ask me that question? No, <laughs> ask him a question about Bowie. Yeah, <laughs> oh, hello. Can you just put your glasses on upside down? Would you like a glass of milk? <laughs> <laughs> OK, right, final question then. Oh, yeah, for part so two. Right. <laughs> the final question comes from Asante Eagle. Hi, Asante. Of course it does. And they say... Are <laughs> uh, Revels the Crystal Palace of bags of chocolate? Revels, I love Revels, man. Uh, well, that's a good question, actually. To be it's, fair, yeah, yeah, you never know what you're going to get when you dip your finger in. No, yeah, you do by the shape. Much like by the, the shape, though, the shape. 
that's what the doctor said. Oh, okay. There's too many coffee ones in Revels now. No, but you see, I, I don't like coffee. I don't mind coffee flavoured chocolate. Okay. I did it when I was younger, but now I'm old. Oh, well, what happened in between? <laughs> I think I grew up. Really? <laughs> 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 is that funny? <laughs> well, it is because you just tips your glasses in a can of beer. <laughs> right, thanks for your questions, everyone. Uh, in part three, we're going to preview that big game at home to Sunderland. Uh, so join us in a bit. <laughs> To this week's Five Year Plan podcast. Hey! hey. hey. Yeah. Clean sheet. He will. You know it's going to be terrible now. Yeah. Yeah, he well, might. But he's got a good song, though. Yeah. We've got to through 203 podcasts with him being terrible. Right. Uh, what is it? Pod 203. Wow. Sponsored by Vector Printing for your printing embroidery needs. Go to vector.co.uk. Respect to weather. And I almost don't want to do it. And JCIS, a global research and brand consultancy from South London. Visit jcifernice.com. I might do. <laughs> it's not Fine. bothered. I will. Not I bothered, really. I might do. Yeah, I might do later. Last John. I'll call John tomorrow. Uh, don't need to text him or anything email him just call him good uh, imagine how bad it would have been if he'd actually won the FA Cup this is what it's like after winning a game yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while that hasn't it it has yeah. uh, come on Kev carry on JD you do, do you guys you do want well. do you guys want a quiz a quiz, about, a quiz about Sunderland. Yes. In the circumstances, I don't, I don't think that's a particularly good quiz? idea. Can I tell you the facts about Sunderland? Quiz. Well, no, no, you no, can't, seriously. because it might be in the quiz. No, no. Oh, good a, point. There, there, is, good point. there is a 24-hour Greggs in Sunderland. Wow. Fact. I think if I'm going to say anyone's word on that, it would probably be Endicott's. Wow. I've been there. Have you? Yeah. At, what, at what time? It may have broken in at three. It, it doesn't matter. It, it may not be officially 24 hours. <laughs> 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 yeah. Just banner. Are you ready then for a yeah, Sunderland ready, yeah, slash yeah. Palace? Sunderland we Palace are, quiz. Quickly. We are. Oh, the first question. Way too clever. We are. Sorry, it's good. Very good. Very good. Uh, 1976, Alan Whittle. Not one of the questions. Neither is Greg. Who got sent off? At Sunderland during the playoff second leg semi final in 2004. Julian Gray. Correct. Well yeah. done. How quick. Oh. You said Gray wasn't going to be on this quiz. How quick was Balassi's hat trick at really Sunderland quick. in 2015? Seven, Seven minutes. minutes. Really Seven minutes. quick. No. Really quick. Longer, longer. Eight Only minutes. a bit. Nine. <laughs> no, it was 11 minutes. Uh, oh, that's okay. what I thought. You um, give us a bit more breathing space for that. We'd have got there well, eventually. You'd have just got there. It would have been, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fine. Okay, fair enough. You can have that one. Uh, Patrick van Arnholt moved from Sunderland to Palace. When? Sunday. Name three other players who have played for both clubs. Connor Wickham. Correct. Connor Wickham, yeah. Um, Ooh. Uh, another one that currently plays for us? Uh, Thomas Myra. Doesn't, yeah, doesn't play for us, but yeah, correct. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's two. One more. There's, I mean, there's loads. There, there is, oh. there is loads. One of them, I mean, what a very oh, famous um, one. Kevin Phillips. Oh Correct. yes, of course, yeah. yeah. Kevin Phillips. Any yeah, That's it. We've got three. You got three, yeah. Kevin, Kevin, you look like you're sort of very close to. No, I'm thinking of yes. I know. Oh no. Yeah. 
No, you carry okay. on. What I'm thinking of is you could have had oh. uh, Fraser Campbell. Oh, oh. yeah. Stern John. Stern John. Oh, Marco Gabbiadini. Oh, of course. And did he not sign yeah. to Sony last night? Gabbiadini. Southampton. Yeah, that was a different No, but I know, but I was. I kept thinking, is he still, I kept thinking, is he still playing? No, it's quite a common surname. Is, is yeah. it? Oh, no. And he was 30 in the early, in the early yeah. 90s. So uh, sort of Endicott. Is it really common here, Endicott? Yeah. Is it? So yeah. he'll, uh, Gabby will be thinking, is there another drunken. No. Gingerhead. Viking Gold. Viking Gold. Viking Gold. I'm Mary. Um, Anthony, no, yeah, Anthony Stokes. Oh, uh, oh, oh, yes. John Oster. Yeah. Paul Stewart. Oh, oh Paul Stewart. yeah. Uh, and a few others that I haven't heard of before, so I'm not going to read them out. Question. Oh, right. so that's fine. They don't exist as you haven't heard of them. Fine, okay. John Egan. Oh, yeah, good player. Stan Cummings. Paul McShane. Oh, Stan Cummings. Oh, yeah. And Paul, oh, Paul McShane, remember him. Okay. Um, question four. When. Okay, I sort of ran out of Palace Sunderland questions. There's more Sunderland themes. When did oh, Sunderland. Three. But it's not three. 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 There's not a lot of. Well, the 1976 Cup run, we beat them in the quarterfinal. Yeah, I they couldn't find information on that. We haven't had the quarterfinal in the 1976 Cup. This is a When did Sunderland move from Roker Park to the Stadium of Light? A few years ago. 2001. Yeah. Black cat. No, not nine, no, it's earlier. That nineteen ninety eight. Nine ninety seven. Ah, you know, it's And the final question is not. Played them in the quarter Yeah, but there's no point me asking you a question about that because you'll know all the answers, won't you? Yeah, but why would you have a quiz where you ask people questions they don't know the answer to? So people at home listening to it on a tube are going, not only are two of them drunk at, at home on the tube, the one who's not drunk is asking questions that nobody can answer on the tube. Okay, I almost don't want to ask this last one because you're definitely not going to get the last one. one. Well, you might. It's not football themed; it's just Sunderland themed in general. It's a good. It's a good fact, though. It's a good fact. If it's about the English Civil War, I know the answer. No, it's it's about a U.S. president. Which former U.S. president's family descended from Sunderland? Descended, as in came down from. As in lived in once lived in Sunderland. George Washington. That is a correct answer. (laughs) How do you did know that? Did you know that, or did you just read it over my shoulder? No, no, Washington, tiny and weird. How? I think he, he I think nice he, uh, I think he read it over it's my nice shoulder. Enough. No, no, he was named after. He was from Washington, outside Sunderland. Is that what so it is? His name is Washington. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Did he work at Greg's? <laughs> Twenty-four hours. Well, the young fella, Greg Washington, the young yeah, fella yeah. did. Greg Washington, he, his he used son. To, he used yeah. to throw wheelie bins at the red clubs. Yeah. So that's how he won the Banter. Where you really been? <laughs> Okay, uh, right. George well, Washington's, George Washington's son used to put the pastry. You know, because like, nobody likes the actual pastry on great sausage rolls. You like the meat. I do. Do you? I, like yeah, I, I will. love the pastry. Do you? Yeah. I do. Oh, well, in that case, <laughs> I don't like the pastry. I love the meat. So next time you buy a great sausage roll... I'll come, I'll come and see you. I'll get in the post. No, okay, <laughs> right. Big game of the week. I can't believe you're coordinating who's going to eat which bits of the sausage roll. Oh dear. We need to wrap I've been doing it with your mum for 20 years. You are not editing this. And you're 21. Oh shit. Right. Uh, next, big game, oh, no. big game of the weekend, but it is also <laughs> a game. Milivojevic. At the. Come on, come on. It is a game at the start <laughs> of. There's, can we try and wrap up this pod to just get it done? Um, You're in charge. There is a pod. I don't feel like it. <laughs> it is the start of a run of winnable games. So, we've got a question relating to that. Dave De Benedictis. Hi, Dave. Hi, Dave. Great name. Good name. Great name. Says, what is a realistic points tally from the next four games? What the next four games? Sunderland at home, Stoke away, Borough at home, West Brom away. 
Oh, well, that's a good question. The difference between realistic and what you'd want. I think the two home winning the two home games definitely. If we get another seven points out of the next, what we, I think what Allardyce because he, he keeps mentioning the fact that you need as many points as games you played. To, so if we can get ahead of that, how many games have we played? We've got fifteen games to go. So and we're on nineteen points, aren't we? Yeah. So I can't work that. Nineteen, that's terrible. It is very poor. So fifteen is twenty-three. So four. What, no, fifteen. Fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to know how many points? <laughs> no, we're we got nineteen. What are you trying to work out? What nineteen out of fifteen is? Thirty-four. Thank you. I think I think thirty-six points will keep us up. So I think we can afford to lose six games. I think another four wins and the two draws will <coughs> keep us up. And I think I'm more confident, as I said, we, yeah, we have talked quite often in the past about a run of winnable games, like last year when we went whole holes once and we didn't win any of them. So, Yeah, but that was the, yeah. the point at which we were like, oh, we, we can win the Premier League. Yeah. We've only got to win four. But I think now the chips are down a bit more. Yeah. And it's kind of now a bit more sort of siege mentality, back to the wall kind of stuff. Yeah, other footballing cliches. Yeah, I and don't think we're. Good. I think logically, the six teams at the bottom of the table it's going to be three out of that six, and I think we can finish the top of that. It's it's kind of really annoying that we're talking about that after three seasons in the Premier League. But yeah, yeah. although it's still a long way to go, and on the cliches, there is, and it's most of them are games of two halves. Most and, most and at the end of the day, you will come away with 110. So let's yeah, take it so. back to Dave's question: How many points from the next from those four games? Ideally, I, I think you want eight. I think you want two wins and two draws. I think win the two home games, draw the two away games. Realistically, if you're getting six, you're probably okay. Fewer than six, and you're starting to worry. I think a bit from those four. Yeah. I think after last okay. night's performance, you're more encouraged about the fact that we can. And the, the, you know we got games coming up: Burnley, Watford. I know Watford did really well against Arsenal. Yeah. Last, but we have got games coming up that. There's difficult you know, running as well. Well, it's not actually that. It is, but we've got a couple of in the middle of that difficult running. We've got a couple of winnable games. So, but I think what we need to do is get in these next four games, get ourselves sort of low mid table, and then see what happens. But so how do we think he's going to line up against Sunderland Kevin you think he's going to go a bit more attacking I'm convinced he'll start 4-4-2 against Sunderland if, if Slot's fit absolutely I'm, I'm sure I don't see I can't see why he would start give them respect to play 3-5-2 I don't know right. Andy I don't know I kind of feel like it's not in sort of Sam's natural nature to go super overtly attacking against the team and particularly when they've managed to keep a clean sheet against one of the better Gosh. Premier League teams, actually. Spurs are a very, very, very good team, and they managed to obviously shut them out last night. Just, and that was at home just, as well. Yeah, so just, but not, it's st- yeah. that's still a, an excellent result, and I, I just, I don't see Sam get, throwing caution to the wind. But they're going to play. They, they will start. They will. They'll have one forward up front, won't they? They'll play one up front. So oh, they won't be eventually. They'll be up front. So yeah. why would you play three centre backs to deal with the foot up front? No, that's, that's a fair point. Yeah, fair point. I I think this is a I I well maybe it's just optimism but I, you have to get on the front foot against Sunderland you have to come away with a win against them and then 
yeah, hopefully Leicester and Middlesbrough win. We're out of that bottom three. Starts to put doubt in the other team's mind. If you if you sit on the back foot against, I mean, Defoe is great, but he's not. No, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I don't think so. I think so. Good stuff. Okay, cool. Mini, what is it? Voyevich. Voyevich. Let's hope. Voyevich. Let's hope when we do next week's pod that we are. Yeah. Let's hope we do next week's pod. We are in as a positive mood as we today after that win. So. Yeah, let's hope for that as well. Uh, chaps, thanks for thanks for being here. Uh, listeners, thanks for listening. We'll be with you after the Sunderland game. Uh, see you then. Bye. <laughs>Get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Podcast Network.